0: Welcome to the Saving Grace Adventist Church Sermon Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed by the Word of God. Today is our communion service. And after I am finished speaking, we will go for the ordinance of humility, which is the washing of the feet. And if you are visiting with us today from another church, even if it is not of our faith community, we invite you to join with us. If you have been participating in this service in your own church, this is the highest service in the christian church and today we come to reaffirm our faith and our conviction in jesus christ we have come to be cleansed from all the infirmities and the sins that have accumulated in our lives and those that Christ has forgiven us of. We are here today just to ask him to help us to press on, to press on and to go forward. It's never easy. It's always a challenge. God is able. I invite you now to open your Bibles with me to the book of John. John, the gospel of John. And we believe that this John, there is a very well-renowned, Drawing that was done by Leonardo da Vinci it is called the Lord's Supper. It has been hailed as one of the finest and most profound portrait of Christ and his disciples as they gathered for this service that we're going to have today. And if you have one of these pictures, you look in it and they say that the disciple that is leaning on Jesus' breast is John. John. And there is another story about John that he was a young man. He was one of the youngest of the disciples. Yes. Yes. As a matter of fact, John Mark, that turned back from Perga in Pamphylia when Paul went on his first missionary journey. They called him John the Beloved. And in John chapter 13, I will begin at verse 26. It says... Jesus answered. It is the one to whom I will give this piece of bread. When I have dipped it in the dish. Then. Dipping the piece of bread. He gave it to Judas. Judas the son of Simon is carrying. As soon as Judas took the bread. Satan. Entered into him. So, so Jesus told him, What you are about to do, do quickly. Don't waste any time. But no one at the meal understood what Jesus said to him. Since Judas had charge of the money, some thought Judas was telling him to buy what was needed for a feast. Or to give something to the poor. Verse 30 says. As soon as Judas had taken the bread. He went out. And it was night. Lord. We stand in the blazing glory of your presence. Lord, like the greatest of sinners, we stand now under the microscope of your divine scrutiny pray now, O oh God, that you will speak to our hearts. in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Judas is carried. He betrayed Jesus, the Son of God, with a kiss. He has become the most despised person in the annals of human history. His personality is the darkest in the chronicles of the world. And the name Judas itself bears a resentful stigma. It is Reflecting the, the scorn that burns in the hearts of many. You know in the New Testament. When you examine. The, the list of the disciples. Judas's name always appeared last. But interestingly, he was not the last one to have followed Jesus. In fact, when you go through the gospel, you will not see where Judas was called. You notice that all the other disciples were called. But Jesus was not called. Judas, rather, was not called by Jesus. He joined up, but nothing is wrong with that. Sometimes you can't wait to be called. You have to accept. But he was not called. Judas was the most educated of all the disciples. Historians and Bible scholars say that he has what would be equivalent today to a bachelor's degree in business. He was the only one who was trained formally. The others were carpenters and fishermen. And, but he had gone to the school of higher education. He walked through the sacred halls of academia. was educated. But you know hatred for him was so deep in the years following the closing of the New Testament that there are many incredible legends about him that floats around. And so they describe in bizarre ways corruption. And all these stories. Seek to demonize him. You know for a man to sell his soul. For some passing. Glory. That doesn't profit much. That must make him. In famous. But well, you know, in my own mind, the history of Judas is a microcosm of the human life. None of us here today, in our sinful state, can claim any superiority, behavior over Judas. So before you are quick to join the verbal condemnation, let us now pay attention to our own hearts and our own lives. He was human like us, subject therefore to temptation and struggle that come with being human. But you know, he had the freedom to choose the path he wanted to follow. And so that is one of the that is one of the, the things that God has done. I'm telling you, if I were God and I was going to make you, I wouldn't give you the power of choice. So you ought to be glad that I am not God. And I am equally glad that you are not God. Because probably I wouldn't be standing here today. Because my story. Is no better than Judas's story. He had the freedom to choose the path. He wanted to follow. At the same time. He had a responsibility to conformed to the light of the gospel that Jesus imparted. Now I want you to understand here before I go any further that physical proximity to God is no guarantee for intimate relationship with God. So you can be as close as it is as Judas was to Jesus. Sleep with him. It with him, but that physical contact does not guarantee transformation. It has to go further than that. It has to be that you are willing to take full advantage of being close to Jesus Christ. And so in our text, John says here in verse 30, As soon as Judas had taken the bread, like what we're going to be serving here today, he went out and it was night. It was night and two front. It was physical night because it was the supper and you usually have supper towards the set of sun. So it was night. So he went out, but there is a play here on the word night. Uh, it is not K N I G H T. All right. <laughs> right. But he went out, and it was night. So now it was spiritual night. Jesus went out. From the saving presence of God. And fell directly. Into the dark bosom of the devil. Yes. It was night in his heart. Before he went out. And evil begins first in the heart. Then it is translated into action. So he went out. Because he had evil in his heart. For he went out and he was now with Satan because he had evil in his heart. For Satan the prince of darkness was ruling in his heart already. And so over him swept a wave of the utter Darkness, like a cloud from the bottomless pit, suicide was just in his reach. And so, there is only utter and utter darkness from the presence of God. When Judas went out, it's not that he just went out of a building, he went out of the sanctifying, saving presence of Jesus Christ. Make sure that wherever you go, you are still in the presence of God. Make sure That wherever you go, that God is pleased to go with you. Make sure that what you do, that God will have no reservation in participating in what you do. And so Jesus went out and it was night. There is only utter darkness For those who go out from Christ. Let us accept him now. From whose presence. If we depart. It is total. Destruction. Now there is a a moral night. Upon the soul of every sinful creature. A moral night. Just as there has been a day spring in the soul of every true believer. So those who do not know Christ walk in darkness. You know, when I was growing up in Jamaica, there was a move... To make every Jamaican literate. And so they came up with a program that they called the Jamal Program. To make sure that every Jamaican is able to read and write. And the logo for it was a lamp. With a light. That's burning from it. The light. Was symbolic. Of the. Of the brilliance. That penetrates the mind. Or the light that penetrates a mind. When it is illiterate. But. Literacy. Is not merely confined. To being able to. To read and read well and write and write well. As a matter of fact, in my elementary school, we used to say when we leave in school, we say, Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all peril and dangers of this night. I remember it very well. Lighten our darkness. And so darkness here has come to mean desolation, desperation, and death. And that's what happened to Judas. But it happened because he made a personal choice. And it is incumbent on all of us here today to make sure that we make a personal choice to follow the word, the ways, and the will of Almighty God. Amen. We have to make that choice. And so, yes, you know, I, I, I heard somebody say that, that, that yes, somebody had to Had to betray Jesus. Somebody had to betray him. But. Judas never had to do it. He never had to do it. And so it was not something. That. Was eternally settled. It's a choice. That he makes. You know. During the, the bid for, for the White House, and uh, I've listened to many of the, the prospects, and one of them was my own church brother named Brother Carson. And they interviewed him once, radio or on the television and they asked him about homosexuality. And he said that it is not something that you're born with. It's a choice. And that that helped to cause him the, the election. Because many people don't believe that it's a choice. They believe That it is a gene problem. But also sin is a gene problem. Every sin is a gene problem. But God can change every bad gene. And as I listen to it, you know, I remember some years ago, I did a study. And I discovered it was um, for a sociology class that I did. And um, there, and I came across a term that describes someone. It's kleptomaniac. A klep someone who is a kleptomaniac, is one who has to steal. Even if he doesn't want it, he steals it. And so what we have discovered is that people live in communities where there are stores. They have paid the store people money because they know that they have sons like those or daughters like those who would go in and take people's things. So in order for them not to call the police, then they would just credit their account. So that is also a gene problem. But God can change the gene. And so everything that we do in life boils down to a choice. And those who do not want to say that I choose this are are just hopping out of accepting responsibility for their, their sinful nature. And all have sinned. All have come short of the glory of God. And every single one of us here today is guilty. Guilty. I was guilty with nothing to say. But they were coming to take me away. And then a voice was heard that says take me instead and I'm going to say to you today that is not just a voice it's a person is Jesus and he's saying to you they have already taken me instead and so you can be set free. You know, somebody asks a question, why did Jesus choose Judas? Christ chose him for what he was. He also chose him for what he might have been. And he also chose him for what he wanted him to be. But he did not choose him to become what he has been. Christ chooses men and women not for their attainment nor for their talents, but for their possibilities. Christ does not choose people for their ability or their character. He chose them that he may give them character and inspire them to greater capacity and higher nobility so i have a warning for you sin that hardens the heart is gradual what did i say sin that hardens the heart is what it's and it's progressive You know what the Bible says, uh, and and in writing in the book of of the psalm, the psalmist says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the ways of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. You see the progression? You're walking, and you're walking, and you're walking in it. But you're really not comfortable with it yet. Because you're just walking into it. And you hope that one day you will walk out of it. But at some point it becomes so comfortable. That you stand up in it. But when you stand in it now. You're still not very comfortable. Because you're just standing hoping that. Uh, you will get the, the impetus. And now you will get the power. To move on, but you become so comfortable that you sit down in it. Let me tell you something. I learned in my physics class many years ago of a property that is called inertia. Inertia is the property of a substance that keeps a moving object moving, it takes more energy to start the movement. Than to keep the movement going. So once you sit down, it's harder to get up than to keep walking. If you don't believe me, when your car breaks down on the road and you have to push it, it once it is running, it is easier for you to keep it running. Once it stops, you have to call other people. To come and give you more power. Because of the physics that is involved. And I'm saying to you. That there is a spiritual physics here. Yes, that you don't sit down in it. Keep going. Keep walking. Yes, keep moving. For as long as you keep moving. God will give you the power to keep going. Amen. Amen. So sin is something that you know that hardens the heart. The heart is that just harden like that. It's gradual. It's a progressive thing. Judas did not reach the climax of his guilt by a single leap, but it was step by step by step by step. What do you want to do? What do you? I don't want to sit in it. I don't want to walk in it. I don't want to stand in it. I don't want to sit in it. I don't want to sit in it. And today I'm asking God. To help us. And so. As I go to my conclusion. I want to bring three things to your attention. And then I close. Judas reached his probation when he walked out of the presence of God. Now, the most dangerous thing that, that, listen to me carefully, I want you to listen to me. The most dangerous thing that Judas did was not to betray Jesus Christ that was bad but that was not the worst thing the worst thing that Judas did was when he walked away from divine forgiveness he walked away from absolute forgiveness there is no sin God cannot forgive. Amen. The, Amen. the only sin that God cannot forgive. Is the one that is not confessed. And so. Christ longed. To reconcile Judas. And so. When, when, when he saw. The route that Judas was following. He asked the question. How can you be doing this and I have loved you so tenderly? How can you be doing this and I have taught you so patiently? How can you be doing this and I have served you so faithfully? And so Christ wants to reconcile us. We are by nature Strange from God. And we are all guilty. Like Judas. and We are all condemned. To die. But there is the reconciling power. Amen. Of Jesus Christ. My blood. He says. He shed for you. So he wants to reconcile you. Then the next one. Is that. God wants us to have confidence in him. He is worthy. He is worthy. He is the lamb that was slain. He is infinitely wise. He is strong. He is good. He is enough. And we can trust him. Yes. Then I want you to know that Jesus loves us. Greater love has no man than this. Lay down his life for us. Christ is worthy of our best affection. What did I say? Christ is what? Worthy of our what? Best affection. You know, in in one of the commandments, Jesus says that I am a jealous God. And God is the only one who knows how to be jealous. And I know that, you know, Sister Harding might be jealous, but she, she can't be jealous the kind of way which God is jealous. Jealousy arises because your significant other does not want you to share that intimate relationship that you share with him or her with anybody else. That is what where intimacy comes in. And when God says I am jealous. He is saying that I do not want you to share this relationship that we have. This intimacy that we have with Satan. In the Greek we call him Satan. Yes, which is the being from outer darkness. He doesn't want that. Oh, yes. So he loves us with great affection. And he says here that he is altogether lovely. And then finally, Jesus wants us to have communion with him. What did I say? He wants us to what? Have communion with him. First, Jesus wants to reconcile us, then He wants us to have confidence in him, then he, he, he has great love for us and now finally he wants us to have communion with him. And this communion is not merely saying a prayer, but heart a eh, 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 heart, and I'm using a word here. That 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 uh, you might have question about. That's that's all right. I have no problem with it. But I, I've chosen to use this. Jesus wants us to have heart intercourse with Him. Yes, He wants to have intimacy with us. Meaning that He wants to embrace us so exclusively that we have we belong to Him. Yes. And so today I ask you, what's in your heart? What's in your heart? What's in your heart? If you were in Judas' place, what would you do? Oh God. Be like you. We do not want to betray you. Neither do we want to deny you. We want to serve you. Because we want you to save us. Oh God, save us today. Save us. You want him to save you? Save me, Jesus. First of all, save me from myself. Save me from Satan. Save me from sin. Save me. Save me, Lord. Thank you for listening to today's message. We are always encouraged to know how God is working through this ministry to touch lives. If you have a story to share of how God is working in your life, please let us know by sending an email at podcast at savinggracesda.org. As the Holy Spirit impresses you, you may also support this ministry financially by visiting savinggracesda.org.